Moving on from our NFL topics, uh, there's a very big thing that we need to address, and that is the fact that we are the champions. It still has not sunk in yet, but Gamecock women's basketball is national champions. They won, let's see, they beat Howard, Miami, UNC, Creighton, Louisville, and UConn en route to their second title a thirty, a thirty-four and two season, a thirty-three and two season. One of those, man, what what an incredible season from the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, huge congratulations to Dawn Staley and all the players on the team and everyone involved in Gamecocks women's basketball. I remember when I was there, I always had a great time at the games, and it was really cool to see. You know, a South Carolina Gamecock sports team just kick butt night in and night out and do so working well together as a team like they do. So it's really cool to have have all that hard work pay off, especially after the disappointment with COVID and last year's tournament as well. It's very much deserved and um, yeah, super, super happy for them and you know, all the Gamecocks fans out there. Speaking of Gamecocks fans, our resident water boy, was actually at the Final Four. Care to share? Definitely, yeah. So, so yep, I decided to, uh, you know, see what all the fuss was about with all this, you know, women's basketball thing and headed north <laughs> to Minneapolis for the Final Four. And that was that was one of the better weekends of my life. Better weekends than I can remember. <laughs> so, it was cool. Like, the games themselves were fun. Winning was fun. But even aside from that... Um, it was really cool. They had like a, a final four village set up in the convention center. They had a bunch of like experience or yeah, like experiences. There were some things like drills where you could practice your shooting. I needed the practice. Um, there were, uh, it was cool. You got, um, there was a USA national team, uh, basketball practice and stuff like, uh, one Saturday morning. So I got to, Go watch that. See a bunch of the people, um, like the big names, uh, Asia Wilson. Let's see, Chelsea Gray. All, all those. The biggest surprise out of that, uh, like I knew the name Brianna Stewart, and I definitely like knew her face, but I did not realize how tall she was. <laughs> how tall all of them were, but especially her. Like I felt like I stepped into a hole or something. But it was really cool. Um, and then after after we won, man, it was great. Like I have here, yeah. Let me um, somewhere around here, I'm holding them up, which is very uh, very great. We have a uh, for the video section of our podcast whenever that's released. Got a bit of confetti from uh, oh yeah, from when the confetti dropped. That was great. Watching people cut down the nets, and I mean, like you brought this up in your. Uh, in your like talking point, the COVID year, like that one hurt because we had a great team. Then we had two outstanding seniors who were first round WNBA draft picks that year. And we likely, I I'm fairly sure we would have made the final four that year and probably won the national championship. But of course it didn't happen because COVID so this um, 
this year was like a redemption of that and last year's like devastating last second miss at the buzzer that would have sent us to the championship game. This year makes that like, man, this year more than makes up for all of that. Like I, I can't even imagine, I can't even put into words really like the feeling of winning a national championship and I can't even imagine what it was like to be on a team that won the national <laughs> championship. So, I mean, there's I could go on for, you know, the rest of the length of this podcast segment, another like 15 minutes talking about my weekend and the great time that I had there. But huge congratulations to the whole team, the whole coaching staff, the manager. You can never forget the manager. Um, congratulations to them on a uh, well-deserved uh, national championship. Go Gamecocks. Absolutely. Spurs up. Always. Always. So, so yeah. Um, so that's my, uh, well, not rant. I really enjoyed that. But uh, <laughs> that is my monologue. Let's move on to a couple more topics before we get out of here. Uh, speaking of getting out of here, the L.A. Lakers. <laughs> They will not make the playoffs. They will not make the play-in. They are going to Cancun. Uh, so, what what are your thoughts on this? I'm really disappointed. Oh, dude. Yeah, you summed it up pretty well right there. Just disappointed. I mean, the team with arguably NBA Finals expectations going into this season to be... 17 games under 500. <laughs> They're that bad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, golly, dude. <laughs> that is that is a new low. Oh, my gosh. But I don't even know where else to go from that. Yeah. A team with LeBron, AD, and Russ was 17 games under 500. Just going to leave that there. Yeah, like, I don't know. On paper, it should have worked, absolutely. But it didn't at all. And, like, now you're paying those three players over, I think, near $120 million next season for three players. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, none of those contracts are, like, really tradable. Like, you're not going to find any, many teams that are going to be like, you know what? I want a uh, $47 million Russell Westbrook after the um, after the season that he had. Like, you know what? I want an injury-prone $40 million a year Anthony Davis. Like, you're not going to find very many teams that want to take on those contracts. And, like, if you don't, it's – you got three guys that make up pretty much your whole salary cap. And you can't build around them at all. Like, you're going to have to draft rookies or, like, trade for rookie contracts. And the Lakers, like, in a move to go all in, they have pushed themselves all the way out of contention. Maybe for years. Yeah, sorry. No, you're totally fine. <laughs> Staying with the topic of basketball, the transition to college, what was the best pick of your bracket? Hmm. See, I ended up finishing third in the family pool this year out of, like, I think it was 16 competitors or something like that. Pretty oh, happy. Wow. Um, let's see. 
I did not pick St. Peter's. That would have been an excellent pick. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what my best upset pick was. I can't come up with it off the top of my head, but I did have Kansas going all the way to the national championship. Um, pretty pleased with that pick. I Let's see on the women's side, I got <clears throat> I got a couple of the upsets right, so I'm I'm pretty happy with that. But no, like, shock the world picks, I guess. That's fair. I'd say my best pick was definitely UNC in the Final Four. Yeah. That's probably the, that's probably the best pick I'll maybe ever have. Wow, that was um, awesome. Yeah, it just I feel like they ended the season really strong, and they're again hot at the right time, and that's really all. NCAA tournament is who's getting hot at the right time and they were I just felt strongly about it um also unrelated but I kind of learned to not ever pick Gonzaga again to go anywhere in NCAA tournament yeah yes we um I made that mistake many times yeah no it's uh like every year they keep coming back to burn me um yeah See, they are that X you just can't quit. And uh, <laughs> they will always sure. let you down. You just don't know when. You just know that it will happen. Anyway, uh, let's see. Moving on to a happier topic. The Masters. Yay. Um, par is 72. How? What, what do you think you would shoot at the Masters? <laughs> Back to a more not happy note. <laughs> maybe, maybe like a 172 on a good day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Mm. I don't really know what I'm doing in terms of golf. I have that on my summer bucket list, though. Learn how to golf. So mm-hmm. maybe, maybe stuff will stuff will go down this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would only play when like the water was frozen over because I would send half of like half of my shots into some body of water there. So I'd only play when it was ice and I could just hit it off of that and I wouldn't have to worry about water hazards. So mm, I, I, I think like yeah, whatever triple par is, I think that's where I would be at. So so yeah. <laughs> oh man, then they'll be started. What is your World Series prediction? Ready to be heard again. Uh, let's let's pick the Mets because ouch, and uh, <laughs> man, who, who's good in the AL? Probably the Astros, I guess. Just because I'll say the Mets win. Um, but yeah, we like bold predictions here, and that's as bold as we're gonna get. I mean, you could say like. <laughs> Orioles Diamondbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I said bull, not insane. <laughs> True. Um, I'd say Dodgers. They're hard to bet against. Maybe Dodgers and... I don't know. I feel like I say this every year. Dodgers, Yankees. But then the one year I don't say it's the one year it happens. So, mm-hmm. kind of at that point. Yeah, no, I, I know the feeling... That's what's gonna happen with Gonzaga. You know that's you know that's right. The one year they'll be picking yeah. to lose in the round of thirty two, they're gonna win it all probably. But yeah, no, that's a yeah. good pick. We'll see. Yeah. Uh let's see. 
So next up, uh, the Orioles. Uh, will they reach double-digit wins this season? They play 162 games. Will they win 10 of them? <laughs> I'm, I'm not even again by saying it's sad we even have to ask this. Because <laughs> it is a, it's a genuine concern. I tend to think, yes, how could we not win double digits? I'll just... I'll answer it by saying this. I'm ready to be hurt again. Because I know it will not be a lot of wins. It's so it'll probably get last in our division. Um, to continue the streak of like what, four years in a row now, five years in a row. Yeah, yep. Not counting the like COVID that, year so. at least. Yeah. 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 I mean I tried to keep a straight voice for as long as I could with that. Getting ten <laughs> wins, but I don't know. It definitely should happen. It just might not happen until July. So. <laughs> That's fair. I can see that. Uh, move transitioning now to the NBA. Who do you think should win MVP? Um, great question. I haven't really followed it a lot, but I did see this one like really eye-catching stat that uh, leans me towards uh, Nikola Jokic for the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he is the first player ever to score 2,000 points, amass 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in one season. So, I mean, that is a MVP cool stat, I would say. Yeah. I'd go with, I think MB should win the MVP award, but Jokic probably will. Mm-hmm. Um. I think just all the circumstances around the 76ers and just how valuable Embiid is. And, I mean, he's dropping like 30 a game, too. I mean, the whole Ben Simmons saga, um, Embiid basically said, I don't care. I'll just work harder, carry this team. And he has. I don't know. I may just be like I'm thinking with my heart instead of my head but I kind of just like all the circumstances around that organization from B that the season he's had I think it's really impressive Mm -hmm. yeah he has the attitude of an MVP and like it is it's been a great season for him so another MVP topic going to somewhere that you uh, we're going to the NHL because Uh, we uh, we have a lot of expertise in that area how do you feel about yeah. the Hart uh, Trophy race between Austin Matthews and Igor Shesterkin? Hart Trophy, yes. Big fan. I would say, I'd say the race is somewhere between a snake and a mongoose as to <laughs> who, who exactly is going to come out on top here. Um, in all honesty, I don't know what the Hart Trophy is. I assume it's MVP. Because we talked about this earlier, and I was like, is he really going to switch it up? But if he did switch it up, I still wouldn't know. And I, yeah, so anyway, that's my little spiel. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't have much to add. I just wanted to get your reaction to that. But uh, Yeah, I mean, big hockey guy, I understand that. <laughs> I mean, I'm, a, I'm the insider on this, this sport, you know? Definitely. Just full of hockey knowledge. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, 100%. I don't have much to add there despite actually being the show's hockey guy. Yeah. So, you know, let, let's just close it up. Uh, who do you want to shout out this weekend? I'm going to give a shout out to the Philly Fanatic for skydiving into the stadium on opening day. Um, that's an elite level move for a city that seems to have elite level mascots. Shout out Grady, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about that pre-show, and, like, the Philadelphia mascots are, like, on a level of their own, I would say. And just the crazy stuff that they do, parachuting in, excellence. Uh, Sticking with excellence, my shout-out this weekend is the Gamecock women's basketball team. I'm not going to do a whole other, you know, five-minute rant, but, but yeah, standing ovation, I'd say... uh, Yeah, I'm so excited for the parade on Wednesday. So I will share my excitement then. (laughs) Absolutely looking forward to it. That's going to do it for episode 52. Time for us to retire. But don't worry, we'll be back eventually. (laughs) Yeah, so uh, tune in next time as we break down. I mean, it'll probably be NFL draft time, so we'll do some work with that. Maybe NBA playoffs, maybe NHL playoffs, LOL. And uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe the KBO, because we, we know we're not going to be talking about the MLB and the Orioles and how badly they're doing. Uh, so maybe it'll be Korean baseball time next time we're up. And uh, be sure to follow us on the Twitter at Kicker and WB. That's at Kicker, the word and WB. Maybe I'll post some pictures from the Final Four. I look forward to seeing them. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks again for being patient, bearing with us, and tuning into the show. Until next time, though, keep the laces out. And stay hydrated.